What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Mookie Finance Show podcast. Uh, that's right. It's that time of the month, the end of the month, or now the beginning of the month. It's already August. Um, I'm late on a podcast. I was supposed to record one last week. So I figured uh, today is just as good as any day to record one. It's August 4th, or I'm sorry, August 5th today. It's Thursday. And I wanted to jump in front of the mic and really just talk to you guys about what's been going on. I've uh, been a little bit busy, obviously. One, I do got the YouTube channel, the uh, coaching business. So there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Um, we are expecting, me and my wife are expecting our first baby boy. There's a lot of stuff behind the scenes and getting the, the baby's room ready and all the YouTube videos and all that. So I've been a little bit um, delayed in recording the podcast. But honestly, I love doing the podcast. I love sitting in front of the mic. I light a candle, get the mic going, and I just really talk about what's on my mind. So today I figured the topic would be um, renting versus owning. Now, I know we're an investing channel and, I mean, index funds, Roth IRAs, 401K, Roth IRAs, Roth 401Ks, all that good stuff. That's what I talk about. But, uh, you know, there's more to uh, life than just investing. There is a lot of other money uh there's a lot of other money situations that arise that I think, you know, I should uh, tell you guys about, especially when, when it's my personal experience. Uh, so what happened with me is I sold my property in June of 2021. So it's about almost two months ago now. I think I closed. I don't remember my exact closing date now, but it was sometime at the uh, towards the beginning or the middle of June. And then after I closed, I've been uh, basically living rent-free for about three months now, but now I've started paying rent at the place that I'm at. The place that I'm at, I uh, was going to stay here on a short-term basis, like a month-to-month lease, until I really uh, was able to score another property, um, ideally a, a bigger property, right, with a kid on the way. We wanted something where I could have my um, home office uh, basically uh, in a third bedroom, uh, and that was the plan anyways. The, the current real estate market uh, unfortunately uh, killed those plans because every property we tried to get, uh, we were outbid by, I don't know, 20, 30, sometimes 40,000. And me being me, I didn't want to play a, uh, a bidding war against some of these people that I felt like were overpaying for real estate. And real estate, uh, I've had some experience in real estate. Real estate's an interesting one. You can make a lot of money. This property that I just sold I purchased back in uh, May of 2013 as a foreclosure from the bank. Uh, I bid up on it. It was listed for 63000 I ended up bidding up up to 71700 I still remember that bid. And I was the winning bid. I got that property. Of course, over the years, I had to put some money in, um, get new floors, uh, get a new kitchen, uh, paint the walls, change out the carpet, Actually, no, I didn't change out the carpet at this property. It was original because the bank had just changed out the carpet, so I left that alone. Uh, but, you know, there was some renovations that I did. Now, I am a little bit handy. I do like to do these renovations myself instead of hiring out a contractor. Um, so I do save money on the labor. But, of course, you know, there's still material costs. Um, and, you know, it's not like my time isn't worth something, right? Because some of these renovations, like the big one that I took over, redoing the flooring, redoing the kitchen, uh, basically redoing some of the drywalls uh, because we had some issues with water leakage and all that. It, it really took me like three months to do, right? Because I was only able to do it on the weekends. I had a regular job and all that. So 
there was a lot of uh, sweat equity uh, invested in this real estate property. But over the course of time, so from uh, the time that I bought it in 2013 to 2021, obviously it had appreciated to the fact to the point where it more than doubled. Um, I ended up selling the property for a hundred. $46,500 um, in June of 2021. Uh, of course, after the, the real estate uh, fees, so the, the listing agent and the lawyers and the title company, they all get their cut first. Um, after all that, I was left with mm, roughly about 30, or I'm sorry, not 30, 83, $84,000, right? So that's 83, 84,000 in the pocket. Not counting, of course, all the times uh, that I had to, um, you know, dish money out. Like I said, it's not like you live there uh, for free. You have to still pay the bills, the uh, mortgage, the uh, I had a HOA, so I had an assessment every month. Um, and then any repairs were obviously my responsibility. Now that I rent, um, it's been very nice, first of all, to not have to worry about any of that stuff. It's nice having a fixed monthly rent payment. And that's all I have to pay. Um, I, for example, I had an issue where uh, the, garbage, the garbage disposal, and this is a new place, they just built it, but the uh, garbage disposal, I guess the electrician that was wiring the electrical outlet above there uh, dropped a screw in the garbage disposal. First thing I did when I turned on the garbage disposal, try to grind up the screw, and the screw popped right out. And I just called the maintenance guy, right? Uh, the shower door was leaking. I called the maintenance guy. And he took care of it. I don't have to worry about it. It's all included in my rent. Of course, there's some nice amenities in this building, too, that my previous building didn't have. We have a, uh, a full-on gym, like a full-on, full-on gym. We have a game room, uh, outdoor pool with a, a grilling barbecue area, fire pits, playgrounds, all that kind of stuff around the building. There is corner offices on every floor by the elevators. There's even a master, like a conference room down in the lobby area. Um, there's a hangout spot on the second and first floor. There's a Starbucks coffee machine. So there's all these little perks and amenities included in my rent, right, that I would don't basically, I mean, I pay for it, I guess. But uh, it's nice to have, right? So instead of having a gym membership, now I have a full-blown gym on the first floor of my building. I go, I can go work out there. Not that I'm doing much working out these days, but it's nice to know at least it's there. Anyways, the thing that I'm hinting at is, for me, being a property owner for over eight years, um, I've always had this idea that you know owning a property is the best way. Um, and for the most part, it, it is if you don't overpay for it. Uh, but me, in the last couple of months since I've closed on that property, trying to buy another one, has been a nightmare. I've uh, gone, probably, and my realtor can attest to this, he probably... Uh, it's getting sick and tired of hearing my calls, but I mean, we've gone to at least 20 properties by now, um, put in uh, offers on about three or four of them and have been outbid. And the ones that um, I would say I put in a fair market value price for uh, probably uh, pissed off some of the uh, the sellers. And I've had a, this, especially this recent one, the seller won't even talk to me anymore because they, they felt, I guess they were offended or hurt by my offer. So if I'm out here trying to find the place and it's this difficult, I'm having overpaid this much. When I sit down and run the numbers, if I end up overpaying for a property now, and, and I'm, I'm in Chicago, Illinois, uh, I'm looking uh, around that area a little bit more in the suburbs. But if I overpay for a property right now, um, we're looking at maybe a $300,000 property, let's say. My monthly payment on that property would be 
give or take 22,2300. That's not a property that's moving ready, right? So this place that I live in now is brand new. It was built. I was the first one to live in it. So it's a brand new place. Um, The properties that I'm looking at, you're looking at um, probably all commercial construction grade, um, the places that were built in 2003, 2004, 2005, and nobody's changed even the handle on the cabinet. So everything's original from 2003 to 2006. So those properties are 300,000. I would have to tear everything out, um, except obviously I'd leave the walls, but all the ca- all the cabinets got to go, all the carpeting, all the flooring's got to go. Um, and unfortunately with inflation, one with inflation and two because of COVID, um, the price of uh, construction materials, one, the price is high. Two, materials are not readily available. You can't just go to uh, Lowe's or Home Depot and pick out a kitchen uh, or a bathroom vanity and have it in stock. Most of the ones that they have in stock are all like damaged and they have to order one for you. And it's like two to three months waiting period. So you have to kind of take that into account too. And the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, you know what, where I'm at right now is not so bad. Obviously I'm renting. So um, it's not uh, this old uh, adage of, well, you know, if you're renting, you're throwing money away. I don't think it is. I don't think that's the case. I don't feel like I'm throwing money away. I feel like I'm living in a nice luxury hotel. Um, and that's kind of the way me and my wife are treating it. Uh, we've broken out the price per day. And we said, well, you know, if you wanted to, you know, live in a luxury hotel that had all these amenities that we have, um, it will be probably three, 400 bucks a day. And we're living uh, for much, much less than that in a brand new place. So I've been really enjoying it. I've been enjoying the fact that I don't have to go uh, open up my toolbox and get my screwdriver out or get my drill out, get my saws out and start cutting through stuff. Um, even though I like all my power tools, I did actually get rid of most of my stuff uh, because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be a renter for a while. I want to rent for at least a year um, until, of course, this real estate market slows down or whatever ends up happening to it. I have no idea, but I want to rent at least for a year until I figure it out. So now comes the the question of if I'm going to be a longer term renter because I was supposed to only be month to month. I was supposed to, you know, uh, get out of here by the end of summer. But if I'm going to be a longer term investor, uh, renter, what kind of investor would I be? So now I have over 83,000 in cash. Of course, I've already deployed some of it. You guys are probably seeing that in my Fidelity portfolios uh, for the month of June. You saw me deposit uh, 37,000 into my Fidelity account. Um, of that 37,000, uh, thir- 3,000 went to max out my Roth. The other 34 went in my taxable account and it bought the rest of those funds that uh, complete the Mucky 3 strategy. And I promised I wouldn't talk investing, but this is all tying back together like, with investing. It's almost impossible to avoid. Anyways, uh, so that's what I did with the first 37,000. And then I had the other 30, 35,000, um, well, more than that, should be more like uh, 50,000. <laughs> but I had uh, uh, left 10,000 in my uh, savings account, like a short term savings account. Uh, obviously, we have a lot of uh, expenses that we uh, cannot foresee with the with a newborn on the way. So I want to have a, a comfortable stash of cash of about 10,000 that I can easily have access to. Um, when, you know, everything, uh, hopefully once everything works out and, um, you know, uh, mom and, and the baby come home and all the hospital bills are paid, well, then we can, 
decide, you know, what to do with that 10,000. But up until then, um, it's kind of in there for, for emergencies, uh, short-term emergencies. It's in there for medical bills. Uh, it's in there for whatever supplies uh, the baby's going to need because we're going to be first-time parents. We don't know uh, honestly what we're doing, but we also don't know what some of those expenses are until we kind of get there when we cross that bridge, right? So that's what I did with 10,000 of it. And I still have about 35,000 left. And I was trying to figure out, okay, well, I can leave this other 35,000 in this um, uh, short-term savings account. It was paying me uh, interest rate of 0.45%. That's my uh, local credit union. And I love them, by the way. I've been with them for almost four years now. I love credit unions. I'll never go back to a, a big national bank ever again. They they treat me well in there. They know me by my name. Every time I go in there, I chat it up with the teller. Uh, really nice people. And they've been working there for 20 plus years. So they like their job and it really shows in, in the customer service. And honestly, it just shows in, in the small knit community that they are. Um, it's a specialty credit union for airlines. I did have a, a job where I did work uh, in, in the airline industry for a little bit. So that's how I got my membership into it. But it's been nice having that. Uh, they they have uh, different types of accounts that pay better. I have a uh, what they call a dream plan CD with them uh, that pays that I locked in in, uh, when was that, about May of 2018, I want to say. I've locked in that in at an interest rate of 3.2%, and I've been able to contribute to that all the way up until uh, this year when I uh, maxed it out at 50000 so that's been uh, kind of nice to have, too, in, in an interest rate environment where we have falling interest rates. You know, I'm able to lock in a guaranteed 3.2% of my money. So I do have about 50000 uh, stashed away in there. That is my true emergency fund if for something you never know what can happen where, you know, both everything, you know, fails with the income side for my wife, for me, all the businesses, everything fails. Um, I'd like to have at least a two-year emergency fund for basic expenses covered. So I want to make sure at least my rent's covered, at least I have enough food, enough money left over uh, once rent's covered to pay uh, food and all that. So that's what that 50,000 is for. So that, you know, I'm okay with, but this other 35,000, I started thinking, I said, okay, well, if I know that uh, I'm not going to be able to find the property, I'm looking around and everything I'm trying to pick up, uh, people are outbidding me or people are being offended by my offers. Um, I'm not in the right real estate climate to buy another property. Uh, for me, again, as I reiterated at the beginning of the podcast, if it's not a deal, I don't want it, right? Like it, it, I have no need to buy a property right away. I live somewhere and it's somewhere nice and I like it. So um, the leverage is all, the ball is in my court, right? I get to control and dribble the ball and I'm the one who is going to score, right? So if a seller who thinks that, you know, it's a hot market, and I'll, I'll contest even that, you know, some of these sellers that still think it's a hot market. Here in Chicago, it's starting to slow down. Uh, there's price cuts all over the uh, board. Some are 5000 some are 10000 some are fifteen. So it's no longer what it used to be back in uh, in the beginning of the year, in, in March, April, and May. Even in June, when, when I sold my property, there was multiple... Uh, multiple offers on my property, but it's not like that anymore. It's starting to slow down. Anyways, what I'm getting at is if if I have the ball in my court, I'm going to take my time and I'm not going to overpay. And this 35000 was going to be part of another down payment for a property, but because I'm not going to be using it any, well, I will be using it hopefully in the, in the, in the year or two, 
but I won't be using it in the near future in the next couple of months. Yes, I could have just left it in, in my savings account. It would have earned 0.45% interest, something like 16, 17 bucks a month. And that would be that. Um, but me being me, obviously looking for the optimal solution, um, I came across municipal bond index funds. And I always tell you guys, by the way, and I want to explain this a little bit, I always tell you don't hold uh, bonds in a taxable account. Why? Well, because uh, bonds pay interest. That interest is taxed as ordinary income. There is no special, uh, there's no special uh, dividend interest or qualified dividend, so it doesn't count as 15% uh, tax rate. It's taxed at your ordinary income rate, wherever your tax rate is, except for municipal bonds. So municipal bonds are going to be uh, the one, the fund that I own is mainly state bonds. So bonds in the state of California, New York, Illinois, Florida, all those states. I think it has almost every state has a municipal bond in every state. It's got over 1,500 uh, bond issuers. But what those are, um, they're bonds that are funding local municipality projects, education, um, whatever their their uh, 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 projects are that they're trying to fund. So the government, the way they set it up, at least how the legislature is written now is, um, and you have to read too also the prospectus and, and the fund overview for the funds you're looking at, but some of them are going to be federally tax-free. Now, if you buy individual state ones, so if you live in California and you buy a California uh, municipal bond, um, and again, every state's going to be different. I don't even live in California. Why am I using California as an example? Let's say you live in Illinois like me, and you buy an Illinois a municipal bond fund, it could be exempt from state taxes as well. Again, check for you if your state, uh, if it will be exempt in your state, because I have no idea if it would. Anyways, I didn't just buy one municipal bond fund from Illinois. What I ended up going with was a uh, municipal bond index fund uh, with Vanguard. Uh, it's a Vanguard ETF, but I bought it in my Fidelity taxable account. Fidelity has one too. It's uh, FB. MIX, I believe, is the Fidelity one. It's a mutual fund. I ended up going with uh, VTEB, which is the uh, Vanguard. Let me pull it up on my. Uh, let me pull it up on my Fidelity app. I'll be able to read exactly what it is. But anyways, the symbol for it, like I said, is VT. So that's VTEB, and it is named the Vanguard Municipal Bond FDS. I just lost it. Sorry, guys. Let me go back here. I'm doing this as I'm trying to talk, so it's uh, it's a little bit. Uh, here we go. So it's called the Vanguard Municipal Bond FDS Tax Exempt BD. <laughs> That's a mouthful. So Vanguard Municipal Bond FDS Tax Exempt BD. Again, the symbol for this is VTEB. So it's Victor Tango Echo Bravo. Um, and this uh, type of fund, again, is great to actually hold in a taxable account because the dividends that this fund pays monthly are federally tax-free. Now, there is a special federal tax rate um, that, again, this is going to vary, uh, vary from fund to fund. And this is why I didn't go with the Fidelity Mutual Fund because the Fidelity Mutual Fund, even though the dividends uh, for that one were federally tax-free, they did charge a uh, federal, a special federal tax rate of 4.54%. Uh, 
while Vanguard's was zero. So of course you want to try to save on taxes any chance you get. And uh, so yeah, that's what I did with the other 35,000. I flipped it over uh, into the taxable and I bought $35,000 worth of a, uh, a bond. I've told you guys before, I don't want to hold bonds. I'm too young for bonds. Um, this again is, is a short-term holding period. It's not going to be uh, in my account for the next 10, 15 years. It's going to be in my account for the maybe next year to, year to two. And I didn't feel comfortable, not that I'm going to be a market timer and predict that the market's going to crash tomorrow, but I didn't feel comfortable putting this in FXAIX or if in, or in FTIHX or in FISVX for a one to two year time frame uh, because what can happen is the market can correct and this is going to be my down payment. So if the market corrects and this 35000 turns into, let's say the market corrects 50% and this 35000 turns into 17000 or 17,500, I guess, would be more accurate if it corrects uh, 50%. But all of a sudden, my $17,000 down payment won't even cover maybe 5 to 10% uh, of a down payment. It won't be a full 20% down payment. Then I would have a harder time getting approved because I, I don't have the greatest uh, credit score now either because I have no debt. <laughs> I have uh, Now that my uh, other property sold, I'm 100% debt-free. No mortgage debt either. So yeah, it's not in my favor. My credit score is dropping drastically every month. So is my wife's. So, you know, we, we wanted to get approved while our scores were still somewhat decent. So we did get pre-approved for another property, but of course we can't find it, right? So long story short, I need this to be 35000 in a year from now or 35000 plus the interest. And the interest uh, is going to be right now the yield, the one-year yield on this VTEB uh, municipal bond fund is about 1.91%. So let me do some quick math. I know I already did the math. I forgot what the number was. So if you just take the 35,000 and you multiply it by that yield of 1.91, um, let's see what we get. Nine, one. So about $668 a year. So this 35000 could potentially have $668 of tax-free dividends over the next year. But that's just the uh, income side. There still is a capital appreciation potential. Um, Year-to-date, the fund's up something like 1.63%. So if you add that plus the uh, dividends, it could be a nice little uh, addition to my 35000 Now, of course, um, one of the things that... Uh, led me to do this was fear of, of short-term inflation. Of course, we look around and uh, we don't have to look at the CPI index to know stuff's getting more expensive. I just priced out some uh, construction stuff and I, you know, so what I could have done before with 15000 now I need twenty twenty five thousand 25000 to do. So we know stuff's getting expensive um, and I just couldn't couldn't sit around and let my money uh, depreciate like that. I just couldn't let my money disappear. And of course, I can't, I don't have a crystal ball. I can't look into the future. I don't know what the uh, inflation rate is going to be in, in a year from now, but I figured I might as well have it doing something while it's doing nothing. Um, and that's why I did that. 
Now, is it the best decision? Uh, it is for me. I don't know if it's going to be for you. I know we've already had some discussions in my private Discord about, well, is it a good time to take advantage of these? Uh, by the way, these types of bonds, they're not risk-free. Um, the capital uh, portion of the money that I put in, the 35000 it's not FDIC insured. It can go down in value just like a uh, equity index fund can. Is it going to go down in value 50%? No. Um, I think uh, when I did the... Uh, when I did the max drawdown scenario for this one for a municipal bond fund, I think the biggest uh, crash it had was negative 4%. That was the drawdown. That was its worst year, I should say, um, over the last 20 years. So that's pretty good, right? Like a negative 4 I can deal with. That's what, two $2,500? That's not going to make or break my down payment, but 17000 would, right? So that's kind of the thinking behind that. I wanted to share that with you guys. I wanted to do it in a in a uh, podcast episode too because I can get behind the mic and kind of just kind of talk out what I was thinking. Uh, in a YouTube video, it's sometimes a little bit harder. Uh, the YouTube video has got to be like these talking points that I want to have and all these different edits I got to make. Here, I just turn on the mic and let this thing run and I ramble. But anyways, that is uh, what I wanted to come here and talk about today. I also did see uh, that we did get a, uh, another uh, review here on the podcast. So I want to thank you so much for, first of all, uh, giving me a rating. And if you guys want to know how to do that, all you have to do is if you have an Apple device, if you have an Android, I don't think you can. But if you have an Apple device, you're probably listening to me on the Apple podcast side. Go to uh, Moki Finance, uh, the Moki Finance show on the Apple podcast and then there's going to be somebody left me a one star rating. So thank you for that. <laughs> I know probably, well, I don't, I don't want to say I know who it is, but it's the same person that's probably disliking uh, my YouTube video, like the minute that I put it out. So, you know, you always have one of those fanboys that it's like, you know, he hates everything or he or she, I don't know if it's a he, I probably shouldn't assume, but they, <laughs> they hate everything uh, about me. So as soon as I put out a piece of content, I get a a dislike on YouTube, and now they have made their way on the podcast and dislike that. So I want to thank that person for the engagement. I really appreciate it. But that's not what I want to talk to. I want to talk to Solomon Phoenix. Thank you so much for reading, uh, for leaving a review, and also for leaving a rating. So he says, or she says, uh, my go-to investing podcast. Mookie is a phenomenal resource in the index fund world. The pod is fantastic and a must-listen for investors. Thank you so much, uh, Solomon Phoenix, for those kind words. I really appreciate it. Uh, guys, believe it or not, I am a real person. I do have emotions. So when somebody leaves me something positive, uh, it really uplifts my spirit. So I appreciate that. This was left this past Sunday. So I wanted to give you a shout out and read that. Uh, if you guys are so kind enough to go on there and leave me a review and give me a rating, that's the only way really this uh, podcast algorithm works. There's no other way uh, to push my podcast other than to promote it on my social media and YouTube, which I try to do from time to time. Uh, but if you guys want to do that for me, I'd really appreciate it. Nothing but positive vibes. Even if you don't like what I'm saying, uh, you can leave me a bad review. That's fine too. That helps. Uh, every little bit of helps. Uh, believe it or not, any, uh, good engagement, bad engagement is still engagement uh, when it comes to algorithms. So if you really hate my guts, uh, like whoever this person is that's disliking and, and, and leaving the one-star ratings, if you really hate my guts, the best thing you can do, uh, believe it or not, uh, to hurt me is to unsubscribe, 
not watch any one of my videos because even if you're watching and hating, uh, I'm still making money off that. So thank you for that. Um, I don't know if you knew that or not, but yeah, if you still uh, really want to get at me, unsubscribe from the podcast, unsubscribe from my channel. That's the best way you're going to get back at me because then I'm not going to make any money uh, off you. Not that it's about the money for me. I try to be really honest and transparent with you guys, but you know, you still got to have some haters. So that's always a good thing, though. Thank you for the hate, uh, but much love to everybody that's uh, that's uh, shown me all the love. You guys uh, rock. Big shout out to the uh, private members. You guys are uh, you guys are literally supporting me uh, in, in a big way uh, now that I've kind of decided to go full time on the YouTube side. So thank you for that. Thank you to the, the podcast listeners. Um, you guys listening uh, supports me as well. Uh, big shout out to to you guys as well. I know I I try to do as much as I can on the podcast side. We don't always have the time of day to sit down like this and do it. I'm filming this one late at night when everybody's kind of sleeping and I have more time. But thanks so much for listening today and listening to me rant for this past half hour. I really appreciate it. Uh, you guys have a great rest of your day. I'll try to get this podcast out uh, before the 9th or the 10th. Have a great rest of your day, guys. Enjoy your weekend this weekend. Uh, make sure you do something fun. Relax. Don't always uh, worry about investing. Investing is a great thing, but it's not the end-all goal. Make sure you're out there enjoying your life. Thanks again. Have a great rest of your day. And remember, move obstacles, keep investing.